I feel so outnumbered by Truge right now. Wow. Yeah, this must be really overwhelming to everyone listening at home. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've heard before that Ashley and I have very similar voices. So for the rest of this podcast, I'm going to talk like this. And I'm going to talk like this. Well, Brian, would you like to talk about our main topic? Only if you stop talking like that. No! Ashley Truge, special guest on the show, twin of my co-host Allison Truge. What did you have for breakfast? Well, let's talk about what I had for breakfast, which is honestly problematic fave at this point, um, given recent events and things. So I'm in grad school right now. Um, I am in an MFA program for costume design, and I'm at school probably 16 hours a day, most days, about like six to seven days a week. I, I work a whole lot, and... The fastest option that is actually inside of the school is Starbucks. And honestly, at this point, I think Starbucks is still in business because I go there at least two to three times a day, especially when it's the busy times during tech week and I I can't go get a sandwich somewhere. So I do eat a lot of Starbucks. Um, So yes, today was no different. And I had a sausage, egg and cheese sandwich from Starbucks. It is my go-to sandwich. The sausage is delicious and spiced. And today I tried their new beverage. It's a new line of beverages that came out today. Um, It was an iced cappuccino with cold foam on top. And they made a new lid to go with it and everything that looks kind of like a traditional hot lid. So there's no straw on it. um, So that you can get a little bit of the iced uh, cappuccino and a little bit of the foam as well that sounds so good but also i think they use those lids for their nitro you know i think that you're right and i think because it's a starbucks franchise in a school rather than a legit actual starbucks they do things differently and i i feel like i'm a starbucks connoisseur at this point because my undergrad which i stayed at for you know, quite a long time getting that undergraduate degree. Also had a Starbucks on campus that I frequented whenever I possibly could. Um, I paid more in Starbucks money than probably tuition to these to these schools that I'm attending. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think it's funny though because all of my friends have Starbucks rewards cards because they're smart people. You know, they're getting graduate degrees and everything, so they're they're smart enough to know that they go to Starbucks every day multiple times a day so they might as well be getting rewards for it but i refuse to do it because that means acknowledging i have a problem ashley (laughs) ashley you gotta get those sweet sweet rewards i do especially now that they have this iced cappuccino because honestly like it's a game changer and i've wanted to try more iced espresso things because i truly do love their espresso at starbucks like their normal coffee is just eh to me but i absolutely Love their espresso beverages. When we were driving from uh, Boston to New York a month or so ago, we uh, we stopped at a Starbucks and tried the blonde espresso, mm-hmm. uh, which I keep seeing advertisements. God, I love the advertising on this uh, on the blonde espresso they do, but the drink is not good. It's like uh, the, yeah. it's supposed to be a mild espresso, yeah. and it doesn't taste like real espresso. It tastes like baking soda in hot water. It's not a good time. Just get regular espresso or better yet, go somewhere else for espresso. Baking soda in hot water is my go-to beverage. Next question. (laughs) It tastes like bitter sadness, that blonde espresso. I wanted to like it so badly. I really, really Because the branding is so pretty. And also, not to mention, when you walked into a Starbucks between the months of February and April of this year, 
you were greeted by the branding for the blonde espresso, which is all good and well, but I don't know if you guys experienced this at your local Starbucks, but they covered the entire menu with just the blonde espresso advertisement and the different beverages you could get with blonde espresso. And I just, there are other drinks at Starbucks and I need to be reminded of what they are. <laughs> Do you ever go to the freaking fast food places with like TV menus? And as you're reading it, like, oh, maybe I'll get this burger. Maybe I'll get this uh, drink. Maybe I'll get whatever. The menu changes to be like a splash screen for some sort of like special menu thing they have. And most of the menu becomes one giant thing. And you're like, wait, no, I was reading that. It, it's the most infuriating thing to me. And then it is dead to me. Some some man in an ad agency who's like swirling some like well whiskey in his glass just took like a like he just did a heavy sigh and he took a swig of his whiskey and he goes you know what they really want to be interrupted while reading <laughs> well see here's the thing here's the thing you gotta interrupt them when they're reading so that they know that chicken fries are back you know i'm just gonna say too especially in the case of starbucks like my Starbucks, again, the franchise in a music arts sort of school. Like, if you, if any of you listeners at home know any sorts of arts people, any sort of entertainment people, music people, like, we live on caffeine. And so the Starbucks runs out of stuff a lot because it's a franchise in a school and it's hard to keep up. And on the menu, they will write when they're out of something, especially things like cold brew that they do run out of. Or they'll forget to make it the night before and they don't have it. They'll just forget? How is that allowed? Because they are also poor students like us. I ha I cannot judge them. I truly can't. <laughs> Allison Truge, what'd you have for breakfast? Well, Brian, I had a creation that I didn't know that I needed until I knew that I needed it. And so, okay, so I made chia seed pudding. And I made it the night before because I decided that I wanted to become the kind of person who can make something the night before. And then eat it the next morning, like someone who who can plan for their life. And so what you do is you take these little these little itty bitty seeds, and then you put them in some very very tasty milk, and then a little bit of like sweetener, and then maybe some fruit, and then you let it sit overnight, and it becomes a beautiful little alien, and then you eat that little alien, and it's just delicious. So I'm recording from your bedroom right now. You're in our office, so we have some sound separation. And I found your backpack, and I opened it, and I found the chia seed pudding. Wait, hey, hang on, Brian. Before, before we talk about the chia seed situation, I want to know what you had for breakfast this morning. Oh, that's right. That, this is our main topic. Duh. Uh, chia seed pudding. So <clears throat> I am uh, working at a new job now, and... This job has a fully stocked kitchen uh, full of things for anyone to have for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, which is great. Uh, so when I first showed up at this job, I thought, you know, I should probably start eating breakfast here because it'll make my mornings a lot easier. And as much as I like making my own breakfast, it's going to be so convenient just to be able to munch something here. So I have found a new love for Greek yogurt. Uh, there's yes. always a ton of Greek yogurt in the uh, in the fridge at this job. And I started doing, like, uh, they have a uh, Faye one that has a container of yogurt and then conjoined to it, almost like a little Dunkaroo friend, uh, a little well of fruit that you could dump into the rest of the yogurt. It's a really great design. Uh, I tried that. I, I've talked about my complicated relationship with fruit on the show before. I have, like, a mild fruit allergy to things that are 
not cooked. So I like it's an enzyme in most raw fruits and vegetables that makes my mouth. It's burn. a mild deliciousness allergy. Yeah, exactly. Anything that's delicious, I just react horribly to. Just like I can't receive compliments. So your mouth just like burns. Actually, no, I can't describe. It. There's nothing quite like it, but it's, it's a burning sensation. I'm not going to die. Like it's not a bad allergy, but it's unpleasant enough that I usually don't eat fruits or vegetables raw. Um, I suffered through some of this uh, fruit Greek yogurt for a while until like two weeks ago. I found that there are honey varieties of it. So instead of the fruit, there's just a big well of honey. Wow. And it is perfect for me. It's like wow. Greek yogurt that's like, it makes me feel really great and it tastes tasty even when it's plain. But then you get to add honey and it's like a fun little experience of like, oh, let me add a little bit of honey to this bite. Oh, let me add a little bit more honey to this bite. Ooh, I'm going to get mostly honey this oh! bite. It's so much fun to You're eat. You're adorable. <laughs> oh my God. I know, I know I for one have started in the past week drinking those like chobani like greek yogurt drink things and Ooh, I love those. let me tell you the first time i did that my soul left my body wait in a good way in a bad way it was in a good way i didn't know either ashley i was like wait i thought you didn't like it no i really liked it because my soul left my body and i said oh i thought it was a negative i love the pina colada flavor one it's very very good do you also like the song about pina coladas um i i don't like things that make other people happy so no <laughs> i feel so outnumbered by truge right now wow. yeah this must be really overwhelming to everyone listening at home i'm so sorry <laughs> i've heard before that ashley and i have very similar voices so for the rest of this podcast i'm going to talk like this and i'm going to talk like this well brian would you like to talk about our main topic only if you stop talking like can that. i no. can i give you guys another another episode request during a podcast is that allowed <laughs> go right ahead most of our best episodes are your idea so go right ahead that's a huge compliment that's totally not true but thank you um to everyone listening at home um i listen to most important meal a lot because it's really nice to do while i'm working and i miss my sister a lot because we don't live to like close to each other at all so um i think of episodes all the time and request them to her and she either does them or doesn't but she smiles and says they're good ideas anyway i was gonna say they are all good ideas (laughs) i was gonna say brian in the spirit of free breakfast i was thinking to myself because theater people when we start to do like load ends and stuff before you start tech a lot of times it's customary to bring breakfast for your crew and there's nothing better than like complimentary breakfast that someone leaves for you to choose for yourself I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I really, really miss doing theater and that kind of tech funness of having food. Uh, Counterpoint, continental breakfast. Yeah, but also what you're getting at work isn't quite a continental breakfast because they're giving you things like delicious Greek yogurt and honey. That's very true. There's even people that work at my office that do the microwave egg thing because there's cartons of eggs there, but no, like, cooktop. So I would, you know, whip up my favorite Gordon Ramsay eggs, but there's no, like, stovetop to cook on. People just do, like, the microwave scrambled egg thing, which is fine, but it's not not something I want to do. Either way, yeah, I'll, uh, what what do you say, Truge? We'll do, like, a... We'll join every theater company in Boston yeah. <laughs> and review their Tech Week uh, breakfast choices. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, tweet at us if you have anything to add, and we'll discuss it on the show. I'm just saying that I need an episode from you guys about free breakfast. That is all. Moving on. Because I'm as free as a breakfast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
Do you guys, do you, okay, so listeners at home need to know this. Uh, my sister and I were very musical people in like, well, I mean, for both of us in middle school and high school, but Ashley also did her undergrad in music. And we were in this music program called Harmonium in eighth grade. And uh, I think it was Ashley who sang the solo on Freebird in the guitar ensemble. You actually did Freebird at school in a guitar ensemble? I can actually double down with you on this one. I'm going to up your story. I'm sorry for doing this because it's very rude. But I realized you may not know this because I did marching band in college. Um, I was very active in the marching band in college. I liked it a lot. Um, one one of the years our pregame song was Freebird. And no one way. of the games, someone yelled Freebird as a joke because they didn't know that it was in our repertoire to play. And we played it. I played lots of Freebird in Guitar Hero 2. And uh, I was very good at it. Uh, I was able to get 75%, maybe. Who knows? Kind of like when we were in jazz band and the director would say, take five. And then we would all just play take five. One or two people would play take five. (laughs) (laughs) We have some follow-up from last episode. Uh, Some very, very nice people, uh, listeners of the show, wrote in uh, to tell us a few things about milk. Uh, Ashley, do you have any opinions about milk? Um, I love all different types of milk and non-dairy milk. Uh, What about 4% fat milk? That's not real. (laughs) I'm so confused. All I want to say, too, is that I watched that episode with my friend in the costume shop and she was just so tickled about the way your previous guest said the word banana. It was enchanting. James James Thompson, James, our favorite human ever. Uh, James, I would like to speak to you directly because I hope you are listening to this show. The way you say the word banana is truly enchanting. (laughs) James, you have fans. Banana. What's the name? I would say to at me, but I am not on Twitter. So don't at me. Uh, Jesse Tang and Jason Snell both wrote in to follow up that whole milk is 4% fat. So it's not 100%, 2%, 1%. It is 4%, 2%, 1% skim of no fat. So Did Jason need a robot to tell him that? Uh, no, it was not a robot, as uh, Syracuse chimed in. Um, so, okay, so I just really, that, that makes me even more confused, because how is 4%, which is literally 4 out of 100, how is that anywhere close to whole? So I guess it's like 100% of the fat that's in the milk is in the milk, but that would make so much more sense if it was 4%, like 100%, 50%. That would make so much more sense. No, but I think it's kind of like how I pretend to be a whole person, but only about 4% of me is here at any given moment. Oh, no. (laughs) That makes me think about (sighs) things. There she goes. (laughs) (laughs) so uh kathy campbell wrote in with a drawing of calculatos as mentioned last episode oh yeah i saw this on twitter it's amazing it makes me so happy it's uh low in p calories high in p calcium oh my god (laughs) it's so sweet also uh i love kathy campbell kathy's amazing i want her on the podcast I actually just thought to myself, like, oh, what episode was she on? But she hasn't been on yet. I know. We spent so much time with her at PodCon that it felt like we were, you know, on a podcast together. <laughs> but if you want to listen to all three of us on a podcast together, you should listen to us on Friends in Your Ears. Did, did the name Checks not land? Apparently not. You, you, you had to run it past legal. <laughs> yeah, apparently apparently there's there's already a serial called Checks. I've never heard of it before. Wow. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very bizarre to me. But uh, we ran it by Legal, which is uh, Truja's roommate's cat's story. And uh, story went, Meow. and we learned that we should not publish checks as the serial. And then she hissed because there were people around her. <laughs> you know, actually, in, in ancient Egypt, cats were, were prized for their legal advice. <laughs> That's why uh, on all of the, like, pyramids, there's a bunch of cats just wearing business attire because they were, they were lawyers. They surely were. And that's why they kept them in tombs, because you needed to seek legal advice to get into the afterlife. Cats were uh, the impetus for the boats uh, in ancient Egypt because they always thought, I should buy a boat. <laughs> and out of the woodwork, uh, both uh, listeners Jabberwocky and Ben McCarthy have both come out of the woodwork as serial extremists, team crunchy extremists. Oh, I didn't even read these tweets. I could not even read them. <laughs> they sometimes eat cereal without milk at all this is this is the the height of blaspheme i don't i i I don't know how i feel about this ashley weigh in on this okay so what do you think is worse people who eat cereal dry or people who eat cereal with just a little bit of water in it (laughs) (laughs) what What? honestly they're both pretty bad like that's that's not who eats cereal with water i feel like i knew a person who did that just like slightly damp cereal with no fat (laughs) No calories, except for the calories of the cereal. Wow. All cereal calories. Okay, so I think think the listeners at home are probably wondering about my stance on um, Team Soggy, Team Crunchy. I know what it is because we're genetically identical. Yeah, so, like, here's the thing, listeners at home. Um, I think that the soggier the better, truly. Yes! I had a bowl of Oreo O's the other day, and Oreo O's is a notoriously hard cereal. Like, that's a that's a bite of cereal. It, it'll hurt the roof of your mouth if it's too crunchy. You know what I'm saying? And so you let it soak? I sometimes, like, I refer to it in my brain as cooking it. When you, like, put the milk in and you let it cook, <laughs> and then you eat it. It's not ready until at least, like, five minutes. <laughs> I would like to pose a question to you two. Is cereal a soup? Yeah. No. What? What? Discuss. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> this is not what our subject is today. I was thinking, though, that like chia pudding, you have to leave it in the fridge overnight to eat it. Allison, would you leave cereal in the fridge overnight? <laughs> Honestly, you know that I would. <laughs> I honestly, I do think it's situational because my favorite cereal of all time is Rice Krispies. And honestly, like, that gets soggy pretty fast, so I don't I don't have to let it sit and get soggy. I kind of enjoy the arc of it as it goes from crunchy to soggy. You know, the one argument, the one thing that I think I've heard a lot of people say to me now that they know that I'm on Team Soggy is that they really like, like, the couple of really crunchy bites and then, like, as you eat the cereal, it gets soggier. Um, and I think that, like, there are certain cereals where that's the camp I'm in as well. Like, like with Rice Krispies. I totally agree. Um, but the thing about Cocoa Pebbles is that if you let them sit, then you get some magical chocolate milk at the end. Same with Oreo O's. You get some magical Oreo milk at the end. Or Reese's Puffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a magical milk. Magical milk? Chocolate milk is not worth letting your cereal get soggy. You can just get chocolate milk any other way. Disagree. You see, Brian, I, I don't see it as worth getting soggy. Like, you get to get it soggy. <laughs> And have chocolate milk. It's kind of like you get to be in love and also the person that you love likes soggy cereal. 
It's almost like you get to eat your cake and or wait, sorry. I, um, <laughs> eh. You get to eat your cake and have it. Why too. are idioms so hard? <laughs> um, I'm an educated person. <laughs> no, but it's like you get to to bake your cake and eat it too. But it's like soggy cereal. You get to like soggy your cereal and eat chocolate milk. Best of both worlds. That implies that soggy cereal is like cake, which it's not. It's disgusting. I also saw in the supermarket that there are bowls with straws in, and Will had not seen them before. Will is my boyfriend. Uh, we do everything together. <laughs> and we went to the store, and he's like, oh, look, there's bowls with straws in them. And I was like, you're acting as if I haven't eaten cereal out of those bowls since I was five years old, my friend. Except I also really like chewing on straws, so there were definitely a bunch of bowls at our childhood home that just, like, had the straws kind of, like, nod on. <laughs> you're teething like a little bunny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. I was like five. <laughs> you just gotta gnaw on things like a little bunny. Oh, that's upsetting. Brian, do you think that cereal is soup? I think not. My uh, barrier to entry for soupdom is the fact that you, a la chopped, transform the ingredients a little bit. Uh, yeah, same. You cook it, you reduce it, you'll do a bunch of other things. When, whenever I say that it's uh, soup is cooked, people will say gazpacho, which, fair. So I'm going to say that things are transformed a little bit more than if you just throw things together. It's not like a salsa where you just throw things together and call it a day. You reduce, you chop, you uh, like microwave and melt and cook. You, you do different things to the ingredients to add it together, and therefore cereal in milk is not transformed enough for me to be soup. Agreed. I, I just pulled up the dictionary definition of soup. Are you ready to hear it? Get out. Uh, well, fine. What is it? Soup. Noun. A liquid dish. Typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. That was really good information. <laughs> also... As a verb, informal, to increase the power and efficiency of an engine or other machine. A souped-up Ford with big rear, rear, rear wheels. Wow. Soup, comma, bowling four. Noun, banned. So I guess I just gotta say, according to that definition, I know that I said that it was soup before, but the dictionary proved me wrong, and I'm not about to argue with the dictionary. Yeah, no, I would never argue with a dictionary. The dictionary is smarter than I am. Merriam-Webster's dictionary describes soup as, and quote, a liquid dish. I mean, if you're taking it just as that, because it does say typically made by boiling meat. So, like, at, at bare bones, cereal is indeed a liquid dish. Especially if you let it get as soggy as we let it get. <sighs> yeah, you just, yeah, the soggier, the more soupy. Stop. Nope, not not enough of a transformation, and it's a bad transformation. <laughs> oh, like steak and eggs is not traditional breakfast. Oh my god! Or like falling in love, that's a bad transformation it's... too. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> I am so attacked. It's like, I have stereo truge in one in each ear, and it's like, ah, there's so much. <laughs> you got stereo truge, and one is the co-host of your show, and the other is like the biggest fan of your show. Wow! Oh! That one's me, the biggest fan. Oh, yeah. I'm the co-host. It's been me the whole time. Of course. <laughs> we are here to talk about uh, chia pudding. I want Brian to eat it before we talk about it. Oh, but there's no spoon, and I'm all covered in cables and podcast equipment. Right. Your hands. Maybe I shouldn't just... Eat it with your hands. <laughs> no. 
I don't even eat pizza with my hands most of the time. Are you kidding? Yeah, Brian's a fork kind of man. I haven't gotten so far as to eat popcorn with a spoon yet, but I know that, you know, that's a thing, and I'm eyeing it. I'm uh, spoon curious. Um, why would you eat popcorn with a spoon? So your hands don't get all salty and oily. What? <laughs> my favorite thing is when you're in the movie theater... And you eat popcorn, and then you lick your fingers clean, and you do that so much that your fingers start to get a little pruney. This is why we don't go see movies. <laughs> oh my god. Did you know, by the way, that most movie theater popcorn is non-dairy? Yes, it's like a weird oil substance thing, right? It is an oil that is flavored with a butter flavorant called diacetyl. And it doesn't go bad. It doesn't go rancid the same way. How in the world did you know the name of that chemical off the top of your head? Are you ready? She's in a graduate program. A g graduate program for costume design. <laughs> and popcorn oils. Costume design for theater. Um, the reason I know this, this is actually probably one of the more interesting things about me. Um, I took a class in undergrad for my science credit called The Chemistry of Beer. And I learned a lot about the chemical processes that it takes to make beer. And one of the uh, less desirable effects of making beer um, would be a buildup of diacetyl, which happens if something weird happens to the beer. I know I can't be more specific than that. I apologize because, you know, it's been a couple years <laughs> since I took that class. Um, but it's a, a unsavory act after effect of the beer that makes it actually taste buttery. And that sounds pretty terrible. So wait, did th was there a kombucha element of your beer class? There, I, I think that was before kombucha was really big, honestly. Because this was about four years ago. I feel like kombucha was probably sold in stores, but it wasn't like gaining the traction that it has now. I mean, kombucha was invented in, like, ancient China, so... Well, I I know that. I, I am aware of that. But also, like, it's very mainstream now. Kombucha has a lot of little guys in it, and they just fart in the water, and that's what I love about it the most. Rejoice, it's a living beverage. That's also what bread is, though. Bread is just a bunch of farts. Like, gluten suspended between farts of yeast. I just want to eat fart food. <laughs> No, I, I'm aware that kombucha is like a centuries-old beverage for wellness and well-being, but I think that it was not as widely available a couple years ago as it is now. I think that Brian should eat some chia pudding. I think he should, too. So that's a fun uh, episode. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Ashley. Um, I don't have a spoon, so I can't do the experiment. Do you want me to get up and get you a spoon? Um, that is a bad idea because you're so far away. Uh, so, no, nah, don't was... do that. It's oh, I thought you were. I thought you thought that she was me because I'm in Cincinnati and you're in Boston. Because, yeah, it would take a lot of effort for me to get you a spoon. Hi, future Brian here. I've edited out all of the gagging noises that Ashley and Truge are reacting to and replaced them with cat meows that are all nice and cute for your amusement. Thanks. Hey, Brian, uh, I, I need you to narrate yourself eating the chia seed pudding. So I have a little Tupperware container. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Brian? So I have a little Tupperware container here of, um... Uh, okay, I'm an adult. I'm calm. of, um, tepid... Tepid? Why are you coughing like this? 
okay, you can either have a word picture or you can have me eating it. Take <laughs> your pick. <laughs> I want more of a word picture. I want you to describe the texture and like how it jiggles. <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretend you're explaining it to a five-year-old. Pretend you're explaining it to an alien. Hello? Ryan, don't throw up. <laughs> Come on, it's not that bad. God. <laughs> Brian. Okay, okay. I'm gonna Come try on. <laughs> okay, so let me be clear. Have you put it in your mouth yet, or are you just looking at it and getting grossed out? No, I'm just looking at it. <laughs> okay, come on. Put it in your mouth. It's not that bad. Brian, it's not that bad. This sounds like peer pressure. Okay. It's got strawberries and lactate milk and <clears throat> maple syrup. Maple syrup. And then just, just some seeds. You said it would still be cold. Isn't it? It was not. Oh, I'm sorry. Whew. Um, it tasted like bubble tea that had sat too long. Hmm. That hurts my feelings. Let me put it in the fridge for more than 30 seconds and it'll be a little bit I mean, bit bubble tea is good, though. Yeah, I agree, also. Like, is that supposed to be a dig? Because bubble tea's good. No, I like bubble tea. The, the dig there was that it sat out too long. It's been in my backpack for, like... An hour. Oh, I thought it was in there all day. No. Oh. Okay. He grossed himself out. Really? God damn it, Brian. One more spoonful. One more spoonful. Give it a fair shake. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nope. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. It's too slimy. It's just too slimy. Here, Brian, Brian, can, can I offer a suggestion? Yes. Um. And I'm your guest, so you have to do what I say. Take a spoonful, okay. but close your eyes. <laughs> but then I'll miss my mouth. Put it close to your mouth, then close your eyes and go for it. Okay, I'm closing my eyes. I Your hand can't reach your mouth when your eyes are closed? I don't understand. I don't know. I've never oh my tried. God. Wow. Okay. I feel like... I feel like I'm five again, and my parents are making me eat my vegetables. Making you eat your cold mushrooms when you're 19. <laughs> That's exactly what this feels like. This is so much worse than mushrooms. Okay. You can't leave the table until they're gone. No, it's not. It's a yummy breakfast. My eyes are closed. I don't think that was better. I, I tried. No, it I wasn't. Tried. Was it better or worse? So much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. So we've we've determined that Brian has no taste. Ashley, I want to hear about your Monster Mash smoothie that you include chia seeds in. Oh my goodness. Are you ready for a wild ride? Yes. Are you guys ready? I don't think you are ready, but I'm going to start anyway. Are you ready? Well, I mean, maybe maybe first we should actually describe. I mean, I, I've, I've described how I made the chia pudding that Brian just ate. But basically, like, they're these little seeds and when they get wet, they, like, become jelly. Like, they're just, like, jelly and, and weird and great mm-hmm. and jiggly. Yep. No, nope, nope, not great, but weird. They get all jiggly. And, like, I first found chia seeds because I started doing overnight oats, and I noticed that a lot of recipes included chia seeds because they, like, are super good for you. They have, like, antioxidants, and, like, they have protein in them, and they're just, like, super, super good for you. Um, I, I read somewhere that they like lower your bre- your blood pressure and stuff like that. They're full of omega threes. They're good for your heart, and 
don't take my word for this. I shouldn't be saying this on a podcast, maybe if I'm not sure. But I think that if you dilute some some seeds and water and let it get all goopy, you can use it as a substitute in cooking for egg white. Fact check me on that. Ooh. But I think it, I think that if people are not familiar with chia seeds, they may get a picture painted of them if they imagine a raw egg white. Yeah, actually, that's super, that's a really good idea that like, they're, they're kind of like slimy, but I don't know, they're just like really good. And I just really like the texture of them. Um, And they're really good for adding texture to like, to, to like juices and stuff like that. Um, But I want to hear about your smoothie. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface it by saying, um, I don't endorse anyone to actually make this smoothie and eat it because it's definitely really not good for you. And also, I don't do this on a regular basis anymore. Um, (laughs) So it's called the Monster Mash. um, And it's got, you know, some very typically healthy ingredients in it. It's basically a green machine smoothie with a twist where the green machine is typically some kale or spinach or some sort of dark leafy vegetable. Um, some lime juice, a little bit of orange juice. I think the lime is really the most important part of this. And then there's orange. There's also banana. And, you know, usually that's like a, like a traditional green machine smoothie. Oh, and a green apple. That's also very important. The green apple is also a huge, like strangely, strangely big energy boost. Don't know why, but that's a thing. Maybe the sugar in them. Um, but At the time of my life where I was making a lot of smoothies, I also required a great deal of caffeine to get through my day because I'd built up such a caffeine tolerance that I, I couldn't handle just coffee anymore. Like I had to, to bring in the big guns. And again, like, like calling in my lawyers, like, do not do this. This is not good. But I used to use a monster energy drink (laughs) as the liquid in the smoothie. Wow. Wow. I used to use the one in the white can because it's like grapefruit sort of flavored and you would just pour it in the smoothie yeah and you apparently can very easily blend fizzy things (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah but that removes all of the fizziness from it which isn't as fun yeah but it's also delicious and uh full of caffeine and full of things that are really bad for you (laughs) (laughs) so uh two things one i would like to formally apologize to my partner who i love truge uh for not liking the delicious breakfast you made i don't forgive you oh I forgot the most important part, that I add chia seeds to this. This is what the whole podcast (laughs) is about. I'm just talking about my weird monster energy drink smoothie. And I told people (laughs) at school that that was what was in my smoothie, and I got the biggest judging glares that you would ever see. (laughs) I believe in you, and I see you. Yeah, I would try that. That sounds awesome. Um, It's just monster energy drinks are super, super not good for you, not good for your heart, the chemicals in them, just everything about them. Like, I I honestly wish I had never even tried one because I thought it was going to be nasty and I just needed the caffeine but they're like surprisingly good if you drink soda so like now I'm in a pickle because I want to drink them but I I can't and I don't I mean if you if you want a fizzy substitute to monster energy drinks maybe try kombucha well I've been meaning to try kombucha but honestly the fact that it's a little colony of bacteria really freaks me out but they're good bacterias that are gonna be your friend in your poop place my lord <laughs> Jesus Mary and Also to be to be fair, kombucha's stupidly expensive. Like it should not be as expensive as it is. Yeah. And also it's not full of taurine, which, you know, 
So I would totally try chia seeds and other things. I've had it in other things. Like it's shown up in different, I don't know, grain bowls or smoothies I've had yeah, before. Yeah, sure. What I didn't like about uh-huh. this was the texture yeah. after they'd sat for yeah. however mm-hmm. long. But yeah. Brian, that's the whole point. I will la- I will gladly give chia seeds a fair shake when they are a proper temperature, a proper consistency, and complemented with a little bit more than just milk. Well, maybe next time, maybe next time I'll just leave my breakfast for tomorrow morning at work like I should have done instead of bringing it home for you to try. Well, aren't you glad we have this good podcast content of me trying your uh, delicious breakfast? It was great content. I need an adult. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Let's list more things I put chia seeds in. I put them on top of salads. Um, I put them in... Any smoothie, including ones that are actually good for me and not ones with monster energy drinks in them, um, which I do do on occasion. I said doo-doo. <laughs> here's, here's what I want to talk about, because Ashley and I talked about this earlier, and this is what I wanted to talk about on this podcast. I want to, like, start using chia seeds in, like, coffee. Like, I want to make coffee for the day and put chia seeds in them, and then it's like I have a little breakfast, like, in a bottle, kind of like Soylent. Is it, like, bubble tea style? Like, is that what you're going for? Or I mean, yeah, I guess so. Interesting. I've never had hot bubble tea, but I've definitely had cold bubble tea. I mean, it wouldn't be hot. It would be cold. So would that temperature still give the chia seeds the texture you want? What? Would the coffee, like, just adding it still give the texture you want to the chia seeds? Well, it would have to be coffee with some side of, some kind of thick cream. Like uh, coconut milk or like lactate or something like that. Okay, interesting. And w- would it be – so the chia pudding I just ate was mostly – was about like 50% chia seeds to cream ratio. I want to I want to also clarify that there were also strawberries and maple syrup in the one that you ate. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I will vouch for that. But are you going for like coffee-based chia pudding or a coffee drink with a little bit of chia in it? The latter. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I could get behind that if it was more about the coffee than the chia seeds. Yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. I would try it. No, I will try it. Well, you know, like you don't have to soak the chia seeds to get the benefits of them because they expand in your stomach. Is is that bad food science? Is that a thing? I'm not a scientist. I'm getting an MFA. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's real. I, I think that that is real. I have heard that before. So like you don't have to soak them to get the benefits of them. It's just that, you know, that's that's one of their properties that makes it so magical and so wonderful. It's just that some people really like soaking things for a long time, <laughs> and some people don't like soaking things for a long time. Wow, imagine that. I'm down for soaking things for a very long time, uh, but only if you remove the soak E. Maybe if I sous vide'd them, you'd like them. <gasps> Maybe. Oh, 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 wow. Let me pick up the gauntlet you just threw. Um, cold brew is a delicious... Uh, thing that steeps for a long time but then you remove the offending material wow i don't, I have nothing to say to that uh this is the last episode of most important meal we're breaking up no no i'm the most important meal now <laughs> it's just me the secret was you were the most important meal the whole time <laughs> are we advocating for cannibalism again god damn it <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything I should know about doing this podcast before I start this podcast? Well, it's about breakfast. Wait, what? I thought we were talking about pastrami mac and cheese, which is waiting for me on the stove right now. 
Oh, wait, that sounds so good. Allison, it's pastrami from the deli, and it has pepper jack cheese melted into it, too. Wow. It's like eating, like, mac and cheese at a deli counter. That's amazing. It has deli infused into it. Uh, what did we have for dinner? Uh, Truge, you want to talk about... Well, you're both Truge. Uh, Allison, do you want to talk about uh, what we had for dinner? Never call me Allison again. <laughs> okay, I need to differentiate. Well, you can call her Truge. No one, no one calls me Truge anymore. That's not a, a name I go by. There was a time in our lives where Ashley was also referred to as Truge by her friends, and it was very weird. And I'm glad that that period of our lives is over. Very true. Okay, so I can say Truge and know that we mean Truge. Yes. Yes. Truge is on first. <laughs> Tr- oh my god. Theater jokes. So so wait. Why are you asking me about dinner? Ashley brought up her dinner, and uh, I think we had a very good dinner too we should throw into the mix. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that this is our dinner podcast where we talk about the art of dinner. Okay, Ashley brought up her pastrami mac and cheese first, so you know what? Come at me. Today was a day of Brian trying new things, and so I made instant mashed potatoes, Mm -hmm. which are my favorite to this day, Uh, and I made some grilled asparagus with olive oil and salt and pepper, just like super... Supernatural, and Brian tried everything in his power to get me to not make asparagus because he was scared, but I made it anyway, and he loved it. Okay, I wasn't scared so much as I was hesitant to try something new tonight, but it was delicious. And I'm always right. The end. Uh, and we also had some leftover lamb on top of that that our friend Elle made this weekend. Yeah, I forget what cut of lamb they used, but do, do you know, Truge? I have no idea. Uh, L. Follow up, please. L's not here, but they'll write in. Yay. Um, so that sounds really good. Except, Allison, I have something like really sad to talk about that I realized, as you said, instant mashed potatoes. So you know how we grew up eating instant mashed potatoes? I do. Wait, I want to I wanna elaborate upon this. We ate instant mashed potatoes because our beautiful, beautiful mother would make homemade mashed potatoes that I would proceed to gag on because I was an ungrateful child. And so I, I like had weird texture problems when I was a kid. So I needed to have the instant mashed potatoes. And to this day, they are still my favorite. I just have to. And also like our, our beautiful mother, like, hi, Cheryl, if you're listening, um, I know you are. <laughs> our beautiful mother uh, also worked a full-time job and she was very busy. She worked, you know, 7.30 to 5 and, and took care of two rowdy young girls and she made the instant mashed potatoes and that was just fine growing up but now <laughs> I am 24 years old and Allison I have to say I can't stomach them anymore I have to have real mashed potatoes Ashley Ashley I thought that we really had something in common I want them like with the skin still on them all chunky mm, oh that sounds amazing do you want to but okay but but hear me out consider this Today, what I did was I boiled some water, and then I put some powder in it. And Go then get it, your powders in the water. And then it turned into mashed potatoes. It was amazing. But all I'm saying is that your dinner, if it were real mashed potatoes, it's a little bit of um, asparagus and some just light olive oil and some salt on it. That'd be like like a really stylish, simplistic, minimalistic French wardrobe. And oui, oui. the instant mashed potatoes makes it what forever 21 thinks that is <laughs> it's like that movie it's like it's like the movie i tanya there's an interview with um her coach and her coach says 
people either liked Tanya or they didn't like Tanya. Just like some people like America and some people don't like America. I have not seen I, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya was very American. Instant mashed potatoes are like the fast fashion of food. Wow. But they mean a lot to me. I love you very much, though, and I did very much enjoy them growing up. I'm not sure when my palate changed, but I, I'm, I'm 24 years old now, about to be 25, and I, I don't like instant mashed potatoes. Well, it's been really great having you on the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, no, this so has been exciting. a great episode of Most Important I'm Meal. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I wore headphones for two hours straight waiting for a call. <laughs> <laughs> My dad makes uh, some of the best mashed potatoes I've ever had, and if he heard this, he would disown me as a child for having tried instant mashed potatoes ever in my life, ever. Uh, They were very, very fast to make. I walked in the door uh, to Truja's place, and uh, there was water boiling. And a few minutes later, uh, Truja poured in some powders. You gotta get your powders in the water. And uh, there was mashed potatoes in about 30 seconds, and it was great. They tasted fine. Uh, Truja added a bunch of herbs and spices and pepper and butter and that really elevated them i haven't tried them like plain yet uh i don't know if i ever will you know what else really elevated it though i forgot to mention this um but they were a powder before i rehydrated them in water and that's (laughs) magical i don't think that i can i don't think that i can disagree with you allison you're not wrong